Hello, this is Rafael Davidovich. Welcome to Nach Wednesday. Today we are covering Sefer Yehoshua, Perak Yud Beis. This is the book of Joshua, chapter 12. Anyone who reads through a chapter of Navi every day will think that chapter 12 is rather boring because for the most part, it's pretty much a list. And yet I'm going to try to explain to you why this list is important and why this point Getting through chapter 12 is the most important chapter in terms of understanding Sefer Yehoshua, the book of Joshua, and of understanding all of the Nevi'im. So let's get started here. As you know, we don't read through all of this verse by verse. I ask you to all read this on your own, and I will offer a conceptual summary of this parak. Parak Yud Beis, chapter 12, is the list of all of the lands now owned, or I should say conquered, by Klal Yisrael from other nations up until this point in Yehoshua's life. This includes lands that were conquered by Moshe Rabbeinu when he was leading the Jewish people, and then all of the lands conquered by Yehoshua and the Jewish people. These are the lands that are generally referred to in other places, the lands of the seven nations. However, these seven nations are divided into nation-states, kingdoms. So, if you take a look, the first list is of the nations that Moshe Rabbeinu conquered. These are the kings Sichon and Og, we discovered back in Chumash. If you take a look in Parshas Chukas, it describes the conquest of these lands. Sichon was the southern part of the Transjordan, and then Og was the king of the lands of Bashan, which is the northern end of the Transjordan. By north, I mean going all the way up to the east side of the Kinneret. Then Yehoshua took over after he crossed the Jordan, And as I said, even though it was seven nations, they were divided into 31 city-states or nation-states. And this chapter literally goes through all 31. Melech Yericho Echad, the king of Yericho he conquered, that's one. Melech Ha'ai, and then the king of Ai, which is the city where that uh, big event happened, where at first they lost. Asher Mitzad Beis El, the city of Ai near Beis El, Echad, that's one. Then, if you remember, the story then moved on to describe Yehoshua's conquest of the south. So that's where it starts to list Melech Yerushalayim Echad, Melech Chevron Echad. The south is the lands of, that would later become the lands of Yehuda. And then, as like I said, it goes through all 31, and the chapter literally ends, Kol Melochim Shloshim Ve'echad, all of these kings, 31. So now, If you've read through the list, so you wonder why go through the list, well, according to the Gemara, this book of Yehoshua, and I would say in many ways, this chapter, chapter 12, is so important because it outlines exactly which lands were now conquered and now were belonged to the the nation-state of Klal Yisrael, of the Jewish people. Now I would like to invite you just as we conclude this half of the book, to realize that this book of Joshua contains 24 chapters. And not only does it contain 24 chapters, the way I like to think of it, and the way I invite you to think of it, is that it is really divided into two sections of 12 chapters each. Here we have just concluded part one of 
the book of Joshua, and we are then going to begin part two of the book of Joshua next time. The difference between the two is tremendous and fundamental. Part one, which we have just concluded, is the description of how Yehoshua is the perfect and able successor and understudy to Moshe Rabbeinu, doing, as the verses said many times throughout, exactly what he was supposed to do and exactly what Hashem told Moshe to do. In this way, Yehoshua is Moshe Rabbeinu, part two. The end of part one. Now we are going to begin with chapter 13, discovering the way that Yehoshua was not Moshe Rabbeinu's perfect successor. He was not Moshe Rabbeinu part two. He was not the perfect understudy to Moshe Rabbeinu. In some important way, he ultimately failed. But not failed because he was a failure, God forbid. He failed because he was not Moshe Rabbeinu after all. Yehoshua is the segue between Moshe Rabbeinu, who does everything perfectly as he should do, and the judges who would follow Yehoshua, who are meant to function from the ground up. You see, we all know that when the Jewish people entered the land, they did not do everything called upon them to do that's listed in Sefer Dvarim, which is the perfect kingdom of the Jewish people. Yoshua is Moshe Rabbeinu's successor, but ultimately he has to give over his task to the Jewish people to grow from the ground up, where it's not just handed to you from on a silver platter from God above, but rather you have to learn and you have to develop and grow. That will end up being Sefer Shoftim, the book of Judges, which is the next book in the in the here in Tanakh. But the perfect part of Yehoshua's life, of course, which has its bumps in the road, as we had seen, are these first 12 chapters, which should be seen as a unit on their own, and where we should appreciate everything that Yehoshua accomplished as a Moshe Rabbeinu. I leave that for you to consider, as we will begin our new journey with Yehoshua Part 2 next time. Thank you.